is a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. I think we got a groin kicking coming up. Really? Yeah. Speaking of Aretha Franklin, Al Sharpton couldn't spell respect. Over the weekend, I guess he's on MSNBC. I was unaware of that, but yes. Uh, he said the president needs to be more respectful. Okay. But while making his point, Sharpton botched the famous lyrics of Aretha Franklin, uh, who died last week at the age 76. They were close friends, apparently. <clears throat> Trump uh, has on uh, Trump has on several occasions publicly criticized people by comparing them to dogs. The moment they deviate from their good behavior and fail to fetch, you publicly condemn them on Twitter with animalistic slurs. Sharpton said, "I think you might have learned the lesson this week. Sometimes the dog bites back with a book deal." Sharpton added, referring to a book uh, by Omarosa. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh. What the hell does this have to do? Oh, so in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some show some respect, and uh, and the next time you get a black woman and a beagle confused, remember this. I got you. Well, let's hear him say that. All right, here's Reed. But I think you might have learned a lesson this week. Sometimes the dog bites back with a book deal, and while we're talking about female canines, you know what they say about payback? It's a real well, you. I'm sure you know the word I'm thinking of. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. And the next time you get a black woman and a beagle confused, remember this. I got you. Hey, hey, uh, Al. Oh, what? Al, it's not that hard of a word. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. R-E-S-P-I-C-T. No, it's no, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. <laughs> I think that's a groin kick. I think that's a groin kick. We can do that. That deserves this. Wait a minute. And for the misspelling. Well, that's the only reason he was getting groin kick was the misspell. It's a simple word, Al. It's not that you don't get a groin kick for uh, a tough word. May I ask another question? Yeah. What the hell was he talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> he he was babbling about his uh, dislike of Trump and calling out Trump for Trump's ridiculous ah, calling people yeah. dogs. And, okay. And then so he's tying that into the death of his friend Aretha. And he said, come on, Trump, show some, show, show some respect. And he spells it wrong. Got it. A heck of a run-on sentence. It's, it's just uh, it's just one of the most famous lyrics in all of music for over the last fifty years, and it's just not that difficult of a word to spell. Right. You know, R E S P E C T. Right. She had Sock a hell of a life, didn't she? She did. And if you think that she was how old? Seventy six. Seventy six. Okay. All of the smoking that she did, all of the cooking that she did, that she was pretty rough on her body, and she didn't really do any exercises, any exercising. How do, just, you know, how do you know? Well, that, by her own admission, she said, when I'm not performing, I just kind of sit around and do nothing. Watch soap operas, and <laughs> you know that's pretty much it. But there was this, I told the story in your absence about her walking in. Luther Vandross uh, was ready to go on a run-through for some, maybe a show, whatever it was. He's always on time. He was there. He was pacing back and forth mad. Aretha walks in on her own time, mm-hmm. smoking a cigarette. 
Inside, he's barking at her. She doesn't even look him in the eye. She finishes her cigarette, puts it on the uh, stage floor, yep. stamps it out, yep. looks around and says, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she, did... did I can't remember. Did we all go to see her at the fair in 2014? I did not. I did not. I think you may have. Johnny, I did. You and John. I'm thinking thinking I did. I'm thinking I did. Stick your head out the door and ask Hyde if we went to see her at the fair. Hyde, get in here. Yes, sir. The other thing I want to ask Hyde. What's Dave doing up here? I don't know. (laughs) Hi, Dave. Dave Dave. Dahl's here. Hi, Dave. Come on in, Dave. John. John, Joe has a question for you. Hello. Yes. Did Hello? we go? Didn't we go see Aretha Franklin at the fair? Uh, I don't. Did you? I did, and your family was sitting in front of me, but I don't recall you. Well, being then there. I was there. Weird. You, you left early. I probably had to leave early. Yeah. I know. I don't. Maybe th- I had to be home in time <laughs> for the news. I don't think you were there. <laughs> you wanted to be home by ten to see Dave. It, it was your daughter. Was it kids I used to have? Yes. Exactly. Huh. Yes. I'll be. Dead. Funny that John would remember. No, as long uh, as you're in there, John. Yeah. Uh, here's a story that I have. <laughs> We no, lost Joe. How you doing? Let's see. It's getting to be what four or five years ago. Yeah, twenty fourteen. I think. Yeah. Tell me about um, you two. That was a good concert, huh? Yep. Yeah. How about Al Green at the fair? How about Al Green at uh, down yeah. at uh, Harriet Island? Harriet Island. Yeah. Mm-mm. See? Mm-mm. He was there. Oh, here. As long as you're in there, John. No, I mean, yes, really. Sir. Tell me about it. What do you want to know, moron? <laughs> huh? It was a good concert, wasn't it? As far as I know. As far as I know. John, there's a story story on Uh the front page of the Star Tribune today. I have no hope whatsoever of understanding I know which one it is. Right. As part of the cutting the cord phenomenon, uh, young people are now trying to go find rabbit ear antennas. Uh, Why? Well, they're not. See, the story... Yeah. They're talking about antennas on top of your house for the oh, most part. Oh. They're not talking about the rabbit ears. I thought the headline or the lead was uh, extremely misleading. I guess uh, for, it is. For instance, I uh, they interviewed a fellow in that story who I had put an antenna on my house. So I have one of the large ones on my house. Okay. Like I said, uh, it's a story that I cannot pretend to understand. It's, right. it's pretty easy, Joe. Well, what, is it they're legal? Not is this de- legal? HDs? This so-called yeah. cutting the cord is saving everybody money. Who's losing money? Well, I would assume the cable companies and the satellite companies. Because you're you're still getting a high-definition local channel. So you can still watch Dave on Channel 5. You can watch Channel 45. Well, you get, I, th- I think there's 51 channels now that you get with an antenna. Nothing. Uh, what, <laughs> about, what about the Smithsonian channel? Uh, well, that you would need some Which I sort just of- discovered. Over the weekend, you'd, oh you'd need some other way to get that. You couldn't get that through your antenna. For, I have to do for a instance, slingshot. Yeah, well, not slingshot. That's a different thing. Oh. There really is a slingshot, but that's different than sling TV, which I have. Oh my! God. And I get Smithsonian yeah. through that. I knew I'd be getting us into this uh, jam. It's uh, very easy, Joe. That TV you have sitting in there, the wonderful uh, TCL. The TCL, yeah, yeah. That's what I have at home. That exact same TV. Right. All I have to do, I have the app on there for Sling TV. I click on it, yeah. boom, opens up. I think Sling now has 49 channels. Does it have the Smithsonian? Yes, I have the Smithsonian uh, channel. How could I have missed that channel for so many years? I, I was alerted to doing. it. You're it, too busy watching National Geographic. Yeah, but this is better. They have a, yeah, they're have. Right. running a series now called Aerial America, uh-huh. and they'll pick, say, the coast of... <laughs> listen to me. They'll pick, the uh, say, the coast of Maine. Yeah, tell uh-huh. me. And it's gently narrated, and it's nothing but... Uh, 
the coast of Maine seen from you know 500 sure. feet. Or sure. This is 500 cool. feet. Here's 750. Let's go to 1,000 and take a pick. I don't think the fellas are. They don't get it. Oh, gen- oh, gently. No. I'm sorry. Gently narrated. But they have great uh, have great stuff. I'm going to now uh-huh. look every day at their schedule to see what they have. And they have a fine mixture of different things. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not all, you know, aerial views. There's different. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the Smithsonian Channel. They had a big, uh, in, in one of the aerial Americas in Louisiana, they ended up uh, talking about the inventor of Tabasco sauce. Uh-huh. And, and how, a fine gentleman. And, and how, the, how this downtown. drone or whatever they're using, while he's telling you this, it's flying over their plant which is, uh, they, they do about $100 million a year in Tabasco sauce. Uh-huh. Now we travel to the Wilson estate. <laughs> it's just like that. Little further well, up they the did snow. Kennebunkport, the Bush play. So the Bush play? I would watch. Okay, I would watch that one. Yeah. What about the Kennedy deal? The I, compound? I, I just was alerted to this. Uh, I, He's a very young I, I have Ted no Kennedy. idea what I've missed or what's in store for me, but it's a... Uh, Real quick, yeah. uh, what did Aretha close with at the fair? What was the encore? Uh... R-E-S-P-I-C-T. No, it was some old show tune, Jeff. No business like yeah, show business. no business like show business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you said you got a, a relatively good performance out of her? Yeah, I thought I thought it was very good. There were spots where it was a little iffy, but okay. there were other spots where she was Aretha, and it was wonderful, marvelous. Well, she was marvelous. Yeah. She was marvelous. Here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Offsite correspondent uh, Jordy just sent us his favorite Al Sharpton teleprompter flub. You have it, Rook? I do. Tonight is the measure of whether the country begins in the state of Wisconsin a national drive to push back or whether we have more to go to build a movement of resistance. But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. Joining <laughs> me just, now. He just read the... Uh, the he'll read anything you put right, on the teleprompter. Who put the question mark? Is it Jim? Yes, it is, Joe. Welcome back. Thank you. Hey, uh, I think I have a ray of hope here, and it's not getting much coverage at all, and I hope I didn't get duped by fake news. All right. Uh, For three days, the people of South Korea are allowed to go visit their relatives in the north due to the improved relations between the two. Right. I heard heard it on the radio, but who's covering it? That's... I think that's pretty huge, isn't it? I read about it over the weekend. It's, it was getting covered. I it saw was. It. Okay. I, saw it. Yeah. I don't. I don't read the paper. Okay. The Star Tribune. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I do. All right. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Well, here it is. I told you earlier. Uh, London had the bad uh, hot summer in 1666. Yeah. I mean, something starts on fire back then. It's just going to burn. And this says, yeah, you weren't, you know. There weren't a lot of brick and steel right. places. Right. Know, there were thatched huts. Yeah. But in Steam 66, London would have been a big deal. Uh, yeah, it would have been a, the modern day uh, that, And one of the things you realize when you go to London is much of the streets you're walking were there in 1666. That's unbelievable. 
This this summer is verging on the hottest for 359 years, hotter than 1976's Sizzler and even 1666's Great Fire of London summer. So I guess it's not new that you can have a hot summer. And right. if I was in charge of the U.S. Forest Service, yeah, I'd have to examine this uh, policy of, which I have to be careful because I don't know if I understand it completely, I'd examine this policy of not clearing away underbrush. Why wouldn't you? To, to, it creates too much fuel for these fires, which say. are human caused 90, 90% of the time. It has nothing to do with, you know, lightning might start one once in a while, but it has nothing to do with the fact that it's hot out. When it's hot out, does the Twin Cities burn? Nope. No, but when it's hot out in California and a fire starts, you're in big trouble because there's a lot of fuel for the fire. Right. Yeah, I'm pro clean out the underbrush. Give the guys something to do, number one, and you're risking uh, your less risk of a fire. 61 people were shot in Chicago over the weekend, eight of them dead, including two missing teenage boys. The bloodshed made for the second most violent weekend of the year in Chicago and the second weekend this month when at least 60 people were shot. Okay. That doesn't happen here. There are many reasons why it doesn't happen here. But what if it did happen here? What should the response be? Isn't it time to maybe call out the National Guard? How, How can this be? How can this slaughter continue weekend after weekend after weekend? How can this possibly be happening? Uh, they have to do and, something and, before it's and too forget late. Forget all the lectures I've given; they make no sense. Well, they make a great deal of sense, but they make no dent. Uh, you know, breakdown of the family, lack of respect. Where are male figures in the in the family? Uh, the breakdown of moral and ethical uh, traditions. Okay, Th- that's all well and good. We're past that. What are you going to do to stop this? If this happened here, wouldn't we be demanding that Dayton call out the National Guard? You got sixty people shot every weekend in uh, in uh, Uptown, right? You think something wouldn't be done about it? Something would be done about it. What Chicago's f- not that big that they can absorb all that. I, I don't. For the life of me, I don't understand why this isn't some sort of national emergency. All the all the news gatherers can do in Chicago, or all they are doing, is that they report this every weekend, and they give you the names and the circumstances. Uh, and this is a basically uh, gang violence. This weekend, this one we just concluded, comes two weeks after the most violent weekend of the year when 66 people were shot on the first weekend of August, 12 fatally. Uh, This weekend shootings prompted the Chicago Police Department to deploy hundreds of extra officers to five of the district's hardest hit by gun violence. Uh, Maybe the, I don't have the answer. I don't have the answer, but what, what astonishes me is, can you imagine this happening here? I, I can't, not only can I not imagine it, that act happening with all those shootings, I can't imagine that we would act like Chicago does and not do enough about it. That's my point. Right. Would we tolerate this? 
Hell no. There's no way. There's no possible way. How, how can this possibly? How can this possibly be tolerated? This is carnage. This is uh, this is warfare. And the, it sounds like the cops went in after the fact. Why don't? Why weren't they there before the fact? I guess I'm placing the responsibility now on the police. But who else am I supposed to turn to? Yeah, the police are looking over their shoulders everywhere they go because the horse the horse has left the barn that's created this problem. That train left the station. Whatever metaphor you want, we're, we're past the point of where I'd actually have to worry about that. I'm I'm at the point now wondering how how can you have this happen without some intervention of of a major sense, a major intervention. Staff, anyone, anyone? Is well, I'm hoping we never, me, I'm hoping we never have to deal with it, but if we do, I think we'll act. John? Hey, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Well, you got the super magnets there you've talked about, but my first mean impression is to say, let them have at it, shooting at each other. But it occurred to me that I bet a lot of these victims don't have health insurance. So it's got to be incredibly expensive for the city to absorb this. I'm sure it is. And the and the medics and the doctors describe these as war zones. It's like treating right on. them. You know, I, I don't think we should let them have at it. I'm just puzzled as to why it continues to happen weekend after weekend after weekend. If you're the governor of the state, if you're the mayor of the city, aren't you demanding help? Aren't you calling Trump and say we need tanks? Well, and that's what I was going to ask because... I have to imagine that the Chicago police force has a high demand for for officers, and, but who would want to deal with that? I just, uh, it's, it's just amazing. This is all happening about 20 minutes from Wrigley Field. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure the citizens of Chicago, well, I don't know what their attitude is. I have people that I uh, used to have live, but they don't live exactly in Chicago. They're fairly well insulated from this. But... They're terribly aware of it. You have to pick your spots when you want to go downtown. I guess so. Uh, we're going to be back shortly, aren't we? We Just certainly are. What oh, time yeah. is it? Oh, yeah, we are. God, we the clock Bruce is flying, around. isn't it? But now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and Your Money Now. All right, so we're looking at a pretty good day to start the week. Stocks are higher across the board today with blue chips leading the way. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 107 points. The NASDAQ Composite is ahead 10. And the S&P 500 holding on to an eight-point gain. Hopefully things will stay that way for another half hour. Federal regulators have served Facebook with a complaint accusing the company of allowing landlords and real estate brokers to engage in housing discrimination. Justice Department attorneys disclosed the complaint by the Department of Housing and Urban Development. The lawsuit says Facebook's advertising systems allow people placing real estate ads to exclude certain audiences from seeing them, like families with young kids or disabled people. Toolmaker Stanley Black & Decker has introduced 1,200 redesigned tools from the Craftsman brand it bought last year from Sears, upping its game with professional contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Stanley rolled out its new and revamped version of the iconic brand, including a battery that can be taken from a drill and put into a lawnmower. 
I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Thank you very much, Mr. Vale. Uh, we'll talk to you in one hour. Meanwhile, we want to remind all of those garage logicians out there that we're going to be live at the Minnesota State Fair this week, Thursday, Friday, the usual cast of characters. You can come out and enjoy yourself, find your favorite beverage, and then just sit and watch us entertain you on the front porch. Of course, we'll have some goodies available in the talk shop for you for your one last Hurrah, goodbye. And also remember that if you are looking for the Garage Logic podcast, you're going to find that at garagelogic.com. Again, go start out with Garage Logic. Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 76 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Twins White Sox here tonight at Target Field. Highly touted Twins prospect Stephen Gonzalez makes his major league debut against White Sox righty Lucas Giolito. A weird situation. This is a makeup of a, a rained-out game. So after that, the two teams head to Chicago, where those two will then play a two-game Series. We call that a home and home. Home and home, exactly. No uh, no rain after 6 p.m., according to my phone. Yeah, and, and it has stopped again. It's rained a little bit last hour, and now okay. it's dry again. All right. so, well, we'll learn more coming up from Dave, won't that's we? That's true. Uh, kicker Kai Forbath has been released by the Vikings. He's kicked for them the past two seasons. Of course, he, jo- uh, of course he joined the team after they released Blair Walsh back in 2016. Last year, 32 for 38 on field goal attempts. The team, though, picked Auburn kicker Daniel Carlson in the fifth round of the NFL uh, draft, and he won the kicking competition. Did you guys see the video of the nun who threw out the <laughs> yeah. first pitch? That was a strike, baby. What a, what a pitch. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. I like how she did the in Chicago. She did the Globetrotter uh, yeah. ball roll up off of her elbow oh, yeah. too. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, I know I'm going to get thoroughly mocked for this, but that's fine. I, I attended the Vikings preseason game this last Saturday, huh. and uh, they, that was fun. They switched <laughs> to all digital ticketing for the 2018 season, yeah. so no more yeah. print out and paper tickets. It's going to be an epic disaster. Really? <laughs> well, I'll put it this way. A friend of mine who flew into town, we went to the game. He hadn't seen the new stadium yet. We left at 12.20, so 20 minutes after kickoff, right? Mm-hmm. You well, left? We left walked around left. the stadium for about an hour, but we left. We, he just wanted to see the stadium. We got tickets for nothing. Oh, so you didn't actually stay for the game? No, no. We were there for not even half the first quarter. All right. But the line to get in. And it's still a, out there? Oh, my At God. 12-20. It's going to be bad. Oh, man. It is going to be really bad. Hmm. Uh, one other football note. Looks like the Redskins are signing Adrian Peterson. It's a one-year deal. Peterson now will be embarking on his 12th NFL season with his fourth team. He needs 37 rushing yards to pass Jim Brown and crack the top 10 list <laughs> all time. Well, you ought to get 37 yards. Well, you would. Well, yeah, so. you'd think. By game three or so. No. His, his goal right now is just not to lose yardage. Right. News notes from today. The Minnesota Pollution Control Agency has issued another air quality uh. alert for the northeast, central, and southwest portions of the state effective through 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. 
The area affected includes Mankato, Marshall, St. Cloud, Alexandria, Brainerd, Duluth, Hibbing, and Ely, as well as the tribal nations of Grand Portage, Leech Lake, Fond du Lac, and Mille Lacs. A narrow but thick band of wildfire smoke originally uh, originating from British Columbia is currently over the central and northeast portions of the state. The plume of smoke expected to move south as the day goes on. That means the fine particle pollution in the air is expected to remain at or above a level considered unhealthy for sensitive groups. Smoke, Chunks of soot. Yes. Smoke is expected to exit the state completely by tomorrow morning. I hate that. You can you can taste it oh, in the air when oh, it gets acrid like I can that. feel it like crazy. Try having mm-hmm. asthma. Yeah. I'd prefer not to try oh having asthma. Do you have asthma or do you have major asthma? I have major <laughs> asthma. I was out mowing my lawn and boy, it took me about eight, nine beers just to get through it. <laughs> Why don't you wear a, a sanding mask? Oh yeah, I God. know a guy that did that yeah. once. I'd wear a mask. So my wife is a nurse. And she said, can I bring some home for you? Will that help? I said, I'm not going to be the guy that wears the surgical mask. You got this guy right over here did that. The uh-huh. guy that likes Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, make sure and check your Powerball tickets from August 18th. We I have, don't have one. Oh, really? You didn't no. get one? I don't think I had one either. Well, we have two $50,000 winners Ooh. in the state. Uh, one sold at a Minute Mart in Duluth and one sold at a Cub Foods in Forest Lake. The $50,000 prize won by matching four of the first five numbers in addition to the Powerball. Numbers are 24, 34, 52, 61, 67, the Powerball 16. I'm trying to think what would happen to happen, what would have to happen in the universe to find me at a Cubs a Cub food store in Forest Lake. Maybe a little picnic, you taking the fam up to the shores of, maybe, uh, maybe that's it. You know, Forest. Yeah. After and you needed some uh, potato salad, some some buns. Yeah, Somebody some forgot buns. to get the buns. <laughs> Damn it, who forgot the buns? Well, there's a cub. Let's go in yeah, there. Yeah, hey, one right here. All right, Mr. Food Guy, I have a question. We had a discussion. What's the difference between the regular potato salad and the German potato salad? Because this was a heavy debate amongst people. Regular is superior. People either like a mustard uh-huh. potato salad mit mustard? or mit mustard or they don't. You're you're one or the other. So the German style doesn't have mustard in it. The German style does not have mustard. American mm. style usually will have some type of mustard. Got to have mustard. The but German, there's many different types, though. The German I grew up with basically had a clear. There was no creamy. Right, right. It wasn't more sauce. Wait, what? No sauce? Yeah, that was the German I grew up no with. No way. Was a, well, it was a various. It was oil and I don't know other things. Huh. I don't know what else. But but what about uh, the style of potato? Is that different? You can no. use your uh, Russer potatoes, your uh, okay. John. Gold. Yes, Gotta Joe. Push forward, John. Okay. Idaho. You don't want to break down potato salad? A woman, no. uh, woman, a bad. This is a bad story. A woman walking her dog killed this morning when an alligator attacked her and dragged her into a lagoon in South Carolina, according to police. Oh my! Beaufort County Sheriff's Office got a call about nine thirty this morning about a possible alligator attack near a lagoon in Sea Pines Plantation. That's a resort community at Hilton Head Island. I thought this just recently was in the news too. The same type of thing happened. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Officers arrived, discovered Look it the up, Reavers. Officers busy trying to get these phones on the potato salad. Potato salad hotline, apparently. Potato salad hotline. Officers arrived and discovered the woman's body inside the lagoon. According to witnesses, the unidentified woman was walking her dog when an alligator about eight feet long attacked and pulled her into the water. What's the date? I swear to God, we've had this story. I swear to God. What? What's the date on this story? It says it happened this morning. Reeves, I, you got to get on the Google. I got, I've got one that says "woman killed by eight foot alligator three hours ago," yeah. and I'm looking for anything that was post dated. Whoa, there is another one. This was back in June, though. No, I thought it was this, more recently. This was a June. Florida woman. Yeah, 
Maybe that's you the one said I'm South, of. But both, it South seems Carolina. to me, both both stories seem to me uh, involving uh, people who were walking a dog. Authorities at the lagoon are still looking for the alligator, the woman's dog, if you're wondering. Uh, nothing happened to the dog. The dog is fine. Uh, according to authorities, the woman is the second person to die from an alligator attack in South Carolina history. Pepsi Company uh, announcing today that Pepsi is buying SodaStream. Stop, Johnny. Oh, yes. June 9th, 2018. The body of a Florida woman who went missing Friday was found just hours after some of her remains were discovered inside of an alligator, officials said. That's the story I'm thinking of. The woman identified as Shizuka Matsuki, 47, of uh, Plantation, Florida, Mm -hmm. was last seen walking her dogs. There you go, boy. You're challenging my memory. In the Silver Lakes Rotary Nature Park Uh in Davie, Florida. The moral of this is don't walk your dog around alligators. The moral of this is don't go near a lagoon. (laughs) Uh, Pepsi announcing today they're buying SodaStream, one of the world's top sparkling water brands. Pepsi will take over the Israeli company known for its DIY seltzer makers in a deal worth $3.2 billion. SodaStream's products, marketed as a healthy alternative to sugary sodas, fit Pepsi's goal of, quote, making more nutritious products while limiting our environmental footprint. That, according to Pepsi's chief executive, Indra Nooyi, over her tenure, Nooyi split Pepsi Company's products into three categories. Fun for you includes traditional higher-calorie soft drinks and snacks. Better for you includes diet drinks and lower-calorie snacks like potato chips that are baked instead of deep-fried. And good for you includes foods such as Quaker Oats oatmeal, Sabra hummus, and Naked Juice smoothies. Hurricane Lane continues to churn over the Central Pacific as a Category 3 hurricane. Lane was slightly stronger than it was earlier uh, or late yesterday, excuse me, packing sustained winds of 125 miles an hour with higher gusts. The Central Pacific Hurricane Center said Lane was centered about 675 miles east-southeast of Hilo and 85 miles southeast of Honolulu and moving west at 14 miles an hour. Weather Service said that regardless of Lane's eventual track and intensity, computer models are pointing to an extremely moist tropical air mass moving over the islands beginning Wednesday through the end of this week. That could lead to very heavy rainfall and flash flooding in addition to the hurricane. Uh, Dave Dahl will be coming up and tell you if that ball game will get played. Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're still stuck at 76 degrees. We have some pretty good thunder showers that are going uh, in a very narrow band in the northeastern parts of the metro. Uh, currently, we're not expecting to see that activity amount to much, uh, but it will be kind of hanging around, so probably running through some of those showers all the way through this evening and then slow clearing after dark tonight, 61 for the comfortable overnight low. Tomorrow, beautiful day, partly sunny and comfortable, 76 Temperatures on Wednesday and Thursday up to 80 for the high. Some nighttime thunderstorms develop Thursday night, and they're going to continue on and off, scattered through Friday. Friday's pretty comfortable at 79, and then the heat and humidity come at us. I think the first weekend of the fair is going to be a warm and sticky one. Mid to upper 80s for highs. Some scattered thunder early Saturday and, again, late Sunday, but most of the weekend will be just warm and sticky, and then it gets hot after that. Upper 80s close to 90 for much of next week. It's going to be a very hot week of the Minnesota State Fair. Right now it's 76, and I have the records for the day, Joe.
August 20. 97 on the state. 97. In 1972. In 1972. 40. 40. In 1950. In 1950. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Yes, Big John. Well, it's time to stop the presses. Uh, when it comes to German potato salad, first of all, rookie, it's hot. German potato salad. German potato salad is made out of sliced potatoes, bacon uh, drippings in a flour roux with uh, chopped onions, and so the whole thing has a kind of a creamy texture to it. Primarily, it's served hot, but it can be eaten cold, and it's not with or without mustard, which of course in German is zenf. So if you want a bratwurst with mustard, it's a bratwurst mit zenf. Okay. Uh, now, I, I, is that kind of like peas porridge hot? No, it's kind of like zenf. Ah, John, thank yeah. you. You're more than welcome. See you at the fair. All right. All right. Uh, we got to the bottom of that. Thanks to Bruce who sent me a March 13th, 1939 Time magazine. Because he wanted me to see, uh, I and I saw it. I'm trying to get to it here. I marked the page. Uh Go the sales of the new Bright Star flashlight with lens, case, and switch control of Monsanto plastics. So there's a picture of some 1939 flashlights here. Okay, but then I started noticing some other ads in the uh, in the I, magazine. I, I, I'm sure that they the sender knew you would poke around in that oh, yeah. magazine. Seventy million times a day, the public tests the quality of Bell System Service. That shows all these people on the telephone. Mm. What do you think that number is today? Oh my gosh. Uh, here's an ad for uh, uh, the new Plymouth convertible. Turn a switch and the top goes up or down by itself. Come on. But here's my favorite. Where is it? There's actually an ad in here for for a pencil. A full-page ad. A pencil? For in the Time Ma- magazine. For the Mikado uh, pencil. The yellow pencil with the red band. Five cents each. Sixty cents a dozen. And uh, it's a whole page here. Attention, typist. The two inches of thin erasing edge on Eagle Mikado type tip quickly removes single characters without blurring adjacent typing. Uh, a fabulous uh, ad for pencils. Pencils. Hmm. pencils. 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 Look at the last. Look at the last. The the cover and read the bottom. Um, the back. Read the bottom left. What do you see? It's pink or. Eddie Cantor, Benny Goodman. What does it say? I didn't get to read it, but I, I looked at it. Listen to uh, listen to listen into America's great comic personality in a riot of fun music and song on the air each Monday evening. Benny Goodman, here the one and only king of swing and the world's greatest swing band, go to town in a big way. Hmm. That was their ad. That was their radio ad. Did you uh, note on the front page of the Star Tribune today? Uh, the disheartening news that the Pillsbury Mansion on Lake Minnetonka is going to be demolished. We, we talked about that all weekend in my family. Wow. And how... How did you know it was going to happen? The story appeared today. Matthew is big into real estate and... Well, uh, then he might know the answer to my question. I, I don't know if he's if he filmed this on drone when he was with spacecrafting or not. Well, it's a mansion. That, for a while, it was the most expensive house in Minnesota. Yes. Uh, a guy named Junt owned it. Let Junt, me f- he was with the. He was also a, once a part owner of the Vikings. Right. Uh, James and Mary Junt they rejuvenated the house. They now live in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, they they reduced the price 
In 07, it was listed at $53.5 million. Uh, the price was then reduced to $24 million. Still no takers. Recently, the original 13-acre site was subdivided into five home sites. The 32,461-square-foot house and its remaining 3.3 acres and 415 feet of prime shoreline on Browns Bay was relisted at $7.9 million. Well, here's, here's what I'm wondering. Junt must still own it. Yeah, he's been t- the property tax is one hundred and twenty-two thousand, I believe. And and Larry Millette, our friend Larry Millette, is quoted in here. People don't want this kind of lifestyle anymore. They want the high tech gadget houses and the people with money. Do he said? But this is this is one of the most spectacular houses in the in the history of the state. This is one I wish I had won the lottery for and paint seven point nine million on that. Yeah. So what Junt apparently will do is allow it to be parceled off into building sites. Correct. Yeah. If I was a billionaire, I'd buy it. I, 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 I sure as hell would. But you have to be a billionaire. you got to maintain it. To be comfortable. I mean, the property taxes, you said, what, 122 grand a year? Yes. And then think of the utilities and heating and... Uh, oh, be out of this world. Just, uh, It's just an amazing, amazing place. Have you ever seen it in person? I don't know that I've seen it in person. I only believe I've seen pictures. I haven't been. I've been on Minnetonka, but uh, I don't. I believe I had the chance to uh, to check it out. Okay, no, I. That's just, not near Lafayette Club, is it? Uh, I don't believe so. Not, I think I would have run into it. Not really. <clears throat> not really. I've been to Lafayette for many wax hand events. Uh, but. Uh, Obviously, the reaction for many people is horror that they're going to be losing this brilliant estate. Well, yeah, but I don't know. What's John supposed to do? Yeah, he's been hanging on to it, and he's paying that price tag, I guess. If that's your only option to get your money back. It's an English-inspired house with a Georgian revival and Tudor revival features. It was designed by prominent East Coast architect Harry T. Lindeberg. He designed for a lot of wealthy old-line families all around the country, Millette said. Good gig. The house he created for the Pillsburys is beautifully detailed, including work by master blacksmith and metal artisan Samuel Yellen. The the place is called Southways. It has a wrought iron front door featuring a graceful peacock, which is world-class, according to Millette. The architectural details are irreplaceable, said Karen Melvin, the photographer who collaborated with uh, another woman, Hamill, uh, on uh, creating a book about the great homes of Lake Minnetonka. And they're... uh, they're distraught, as you might imagine. I have to uh, look at the clock. I can't even imagine the, how they could not somehow piece that out. I, I can't really piece it out, but they'll be smart enough, and somebody will save the, the ornate pieces that are in the interior. I don't sure. think I don't I don't think Joe Maurer could afford this place. Mm. I'm not being facetious. I mean, what kind of income would you have to have? Well, if you're going to pay cash for it, you're you're out eight million already. Okay. Yeah. And then you're going to have to pay 122 plus. So what would it be a year? Half a million to maintain? Oh, you got to think so. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. So the Twins host the Whiteys tonight. And then turn around and go to play two in Chicago starting tomorrow. Do we have to be worried about them? I've had, I'm having weather mania. What did Dave say? We're going to be fine? 
We're going to be fine for the game tonight. We'll be fine, won't we? Otherwise, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just can't crack that. They just can't get to five hundred. They got us close. What? They're, they got us. Are they five right now? Yeah, they're five. They're not going to get there. They can't. Uh, they can't get over that hump. Reeves. Reeves. He's right here. Yes, sir. What's he doing? Who's pitching tonight? Who's this I phenom? Was, I was talking to the three o'clock host. Oh. Uh, we have for your twins is Steven Gonzalez. He is a top twins pitching prospect, sir. Okay, is he a recent draft choice? No, he's been in the organization for a couple of years now. He just hasn't been brought up yet? Right, right. This is his debut in the major leagues? Mm-hmm. Has he been at Rochester? Yes, he has. Okay. Is a three o'clock host a little restless out there? <laughs> oh, my God, he's ready. 1,500. ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. 76 degrees. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, see you in a minute.